just hit my funny bone. Not even kidding. And I was poised. I was actually poised coming into this episode. Ah, that shit always hurts. Uh, Should I just get to the elephant in the room? What's going on with this seltzer craze? Come on, somebody explain it to me. I mean, I'm swept up in it. Or should I say I'm swept up in it, huh? No writers, folks. No writers. Just off the cuff. Really, just off the cuff. But honestly, it's just going to be seltzer from here on out, yeah? And I don't know why this is the elephant in the room. It's probably not. There's probably nobody listening to this podcast and saying, is he going to get to it? Is he going to address the seltzer craze in this country? But I think somebody should. What the fuck is going on? I haven't seen somebody take a sip of water in eight months. I don't even know if people are drinking water anymore. Is this a big challenge to the human race to prove that we can still exist without water? We don't need it. We do need bubbles, though. We need bubbles in everything. You see people go to the grocery store and just stack up all the flavors, all the brands. LaCroix, Waterloo, Bubbly. Everybody has their favorite. Trader Joe's, they carry a bunch of them. Spindrift, are you kidding me? I'm two to three cans of Spindrift grapefruit a day per day. And I can't tell you the last time I even sipped water. It needs bubbles. You remember the soda stream craze. Maybe that's where it started. Where it's just pump your own, pump your own, pump your own. And then, hey, do we need another CO2? Do we need to go back to Bed Bath & Beyond? Why are we making this so mechanical? Or I need so many parts. I'm just going to buy it at the store, consume it, and then recycle it. How about that? Maybe people are still excited about their soda streams. But really, we're just going for the LaCroix. LaCroix? You going to pronounce that X? I don't know. The Safeway Select brand. The Cran, the Lemon, the Lime. The Black Cherry. The Grapefruit. The Mandarin Orange. The Mango. The Pample Moose. Whatever that means. It's all we are consuming nowadays. Not just Virgin. They got the hard seltzers too. Bud Light presents Seltzer. Miller Light, Extreme Seltzer. And that shit's like 8.0. I've never actually had an alcoholic seltzer. No thanks. Just marketing it to everybody, any age. Metamucil now has a seltzer product out there that I'm enjoying quite a bit. Even babies. I read that babies are going to be able to receive breast milk straight out of a bubbly filter. The higher powers do not want us going back to water. We can't. It got too boring. Isn't that what happened? It got too boring. We heard all of the stats. You need to have eight to ten glasses. People said, no fucking way am I going to have as much water as they're telling me to drink. So they're reaching for the bubbly. The seltzer craze is not going to end, by the way. It's just going to get crazier and crazier and crazier. Because the truth is we got bored with water. If we experience the same hydration, the same level of quench. Isn't that a great word? Quench. You quenched? Oh yeah, I'm quenched. You could get quenched with the LaCroix, and it's not that expensive. I know water's free, but isn't it worth the, what, 20 cents a can to just throw it back? People are opening up cans of Pamplemousse just for a few sips and then throwing it away. I think people are going to abuse the seltzer craze, but that's not for us to worry about. I don't even truly know why this happened, but if I think about my upbringing, think about my developmental years. You maybe had two seltzers a year. It was a treat. Now, honestly, I think every single day I have a few cans of seltzer. You go to any function. Actually, there's no parties anymore. There's no functions or parties. But if there were, I'm sure they're not serving crystal geyser, mineral water, 
They're giving you the Perrier, the Pellegrino, what you need. You know what else we're bored with? Social media. We got bored with it, didn't we? Is it just me? I mean, I'm not bored technically with the content. It's just the scrolling and scrolling and scrolling through too much of it. That's made it so damn boring. It's so boring. And here's how I know it's so boring. I actually do like to see photos of my friends doing fun things and their kids. I enjoy it. And hey, if you got some insightful points to bring up about the pandemic or the election, I can entertain it here and there. But it's just the same thing over and over, the same cycle. The gender reveal, into the meme about what holiday we're in, into the link to that article that we've already seen, into thoughts and prayers to somebody suffering, into the birthday, into the bar mitzvah, into the wedding, into had a kid, into the expecting another announcement, and over and over and over and over in the shelf life of every announcement is so temporary that we barely enjoy these photos or announcements. Our finger can't stop scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and scrolling until it's actually produced a high level of boredom. It's boring. I lapse. Sometimes I do check out Twitter, Instagram, Facebook a few times a day. And I just go, what am I doing? This is a boring activity. And then the holiday cards started coming. And I used to clown the holiday cards. Turns out I love them. They're more special now. I have a friend who's not on social media, sent a holiday card and I got to see him, his kids. Just a few photos meant a lot again? Wouldn't that be cool? It's considered old school now to not share a lot of your life on social media, but then hit them with the holiday card and we get to see all the ages and the kids doing a few activities. Maybe you put the husband in a nice flannel for a nice wilderness backdrop. Doesn't always look like the husband got shoved into that flannel and pushed into the woods and someone combed his hair. He just has some dumb look on his face. Happy holidays? And then the girls are so done up. A lot of prom hair. Looking beautiful. Family's looking beautiful. And usually a holiday card comes and I don't know how long to hold on to a holiday card. Honestly, you take it out of the mailbox, you look at it, and then what? Is it rude to immediately throw it away? Is that rude? If you take a holiday card out of your mailbox, look at it, ask yourself like Marie Kondo, did this produce joy? Yes. Funk. To the bottom of the trash can. I don't know if that's rude or not, but this year I hung on to them a little more. And they had a little more meaning. I don't even know why. I think really I reached the end of social media. I mean, I'll still lapse back because of addiction, but I've reached the end. It's not a fun activity. It's not fun. And I like these people, but the process is just the act of doing it. It's a chore. It's a boring fucking chore. And I'm done. I'm done. I hope all these companies crumble down to the ground. Actually, no, I shouldn't say that about companies because they produce jobs. And I like that people have jobs, but come on. It's just a little much. It's just a little much. And I know as you're listening to episode 121, you are pounding a seltzer and also scrolling through all of those boring Instagram posts. I know you're doing it. And you're slowly nodding like, Josh, you son of a bitch. You nailed it. You nailed it again. How do you do it? How do I do it? Like, what are you asking? How do I stay in shape? Was that your question? Huh? Talking to you, imaginary audience. If that's your question, how do I stay in shape? Well, guess what? That's also boring now. Going to YouTube, typing in 15-minute workout, looking at all these people on steroids telling me to click like and subscribe, then doing push-ups and sweating onto my living room carpet. Jumping jacks, push-ups, mountain climbers, jumping jacks, push-ups, burpees, mountain climbers, 
And hey, I look the same. You got to shock the system. Been going on runs. Look, the gym has been closed since March. Since March. And I loved the gym. Are you kidding me? That feeling of treadmill, elliptical, lift some weights, hit the sauna, hit the jacuzzi, hit a shower, come out. It's like you float out of the gym. You remember that ancient feeling going to the gym? At least for me, I haven't gone to the gym since March. And now here it is, December. So either it's a YouTube workout or it's going on a run, which is fun. Good chance to listen to music. Stay more than six feet away from people. More than six feet away. And then you don't have to wear a mask, right? On runs, if I'm telling you I stay 20 feet away from any other human, it's okay not to wear a mask, right? Wait, that'll start a big discussion on some message board. You gotta love the message boards discussing when and where to wear a mask. Did I say where to wear? Is that too many wears? Discussing who and when and why and where and when and where and when to wear to mask. Yeah, shit. But everybody becomes a scientist when it comes to mask wearing. All right, back to my runs. Boring, right? You're bored even hearing about my runs. So, I've opened my ears to the Peloton talk. To the Pelotalk, they call it. Peloton is like Costco. You talk to people who are on the inside, they can't believe you live your life without it. If you are not a Costco member, and you tell that to somebody who's a Costco member, they look at you like an alien. What? What's wrong? What's wrong with you? Where do you get your keg of vitamin C? Where do you go for anything? Costco members forgot that other grocery stores exist. I'm not a Costco member. I will be in that cult one day, but until then, I'm sorry to disappoint all of you. However, the Peloton users, the Peloton freaks, oh, they are selling this product. They don't even know they're selling this product. You talk to somebody who has a Peloton, they'll let you know how great it is, how it'll change their lives. It'll change your life, and you need one. Find a place in your house for it. It's only $3.2 million, and then you pay extra for the video, for the service, for the shoes, for the belt, for the straps, for the HEPA filter, and all the things you need. But come on, it's worth it. We're in a pandemic. All right, Peloton is so insanely successful. I read that their sales are up 232%. I don't know math. Now I don't know math. If you tell me our sales are up 232%, I go, I didn't know it went higher than 100. I mean, I guess it can. And then it went to 232%. That's good. That's good. And how about this? Projections? I read this. I looked up Peloton because it seems just like one of those companies that's dominating Earth right now, like Zoom. Peloton, they're projecting, oh, I don't know, $4 billion in revenue next year. So people are buying these stationary bikes. All right. Nordic Track did not create this kind of craze. You remember Nordic Track where you would hang your laundry? But Peloton, you don't even bring your laundry around Peloton. Okay. This will not become something to hang your laundry on. Get your laundry the fuck away when I talk about Peloton. So I called my buddy Rick and I said, all right, all right, all right. I want to do it. I've done it once. I've done Soul Cycle once and it's great. It's a great workout, but it's been so long I forgot. And Rick, my neighbor said, come on over. He's selling the Peloton. Also a Costco member. He's on the inside. I'm on the outside, but I want in. I want in. So he put me in the shoes, clicked me in told me we're doing a 30 minute hit ride hit i honestly don't know what that means but i like it and he picked an instructor by the name of alex toussaint and i met alex yesterday and i'll just be straight up with you i fell in love and you know the feeling i know the feeling it happens sometimes but what alex did to me in those 30 minutes is so unforgettable it's so special that he got so deep into my soul i do need a peloton now or at least i need Alex Toussaint's videos or his phone number. I don't know. 
Maybe we'll get a condo together. Look, I don't know the future, but I just know that I fell in love. I loved what Alex was feeding me. Pure motivation. Pure inspiration. And I looked at him and I looked at his body and I looked at his face and I said, yep, if I did this every single day, it's such a phenomenal workout. And this sounds like a ad for Peloton, but I get it. I get why they're projecting $4 billion in sales next year. It's because it is a wonderful workout and we are so lazy. We're just such a bunch of lazy bastards that we need guys like Alex Toussaint to yell at us for a half hour and inspire us with some of these ridiculous quotes. You're like, did he script that? Did he make that up? It's just unreal how much I got out of a half hour on this Peloton. And here I am talking shit about it. Like all these people with Peloton bragging about their Pelotons, acting like everybody needs a Peloton. And after one ride, I'm like, yeah, yeah, we need that shit. It's like, he's a DJ. He's a fitness guru. He's a model. He understands all of us as individuals on a deep level, even though he's talking to thousands of people throughout the country and beyond. All right, I'm going to Spotify. If you've never heard of Peloton or how these videos work, you got to listen to this shit. This is how Alex comes across. He's pumping, he's pumping, he's pumping the whole time. He's pedaling and pumping the whole time. And he's already in your head. Even in the pre-warm-up, he's in your head. Let me just uh, type in workout music Spotify. All right, here's Alex. Are you with me? Okay, if you disappoint yourself today, you're not just disappointing yourself, you're disappointing me and your family, okay? Now we're just gonna start, get that cadence going, maybe around 30, 35. Get the resistance up, 45 today, that's all I'm asking. It's all I'm asking, but what are you asking of yourself? I know it's the holidays, I know that prime rib is right around the corner and that stack of donuts is looking at you in the eyes, but right now, I need you, focused, present, okay? Here we go. Just some warm-up pedaling right now, because I'm going to ask you to do some things today that might shock your system, shock the world. Some things that'll make you get a little busier between the shoots, if you know what I mean. Okay, pumping? Now, I need you up in three, two, one. Pump it with me. Get it at 45, 45, 100. I don't know what these numbers are the whole time. I need it at 106 to 110. Yes! You got to kill it to win it, believe it, and dream it. And I go, yes, what does that mean? Okay, good, good, good. We're just going to slow that down. Now, who wants a better body? We all raise our hands. I'm talking to you, Karen68 in Topeka. And he has all these names running through the screen. What else? All right, we're getting up the mountainside. I got two 20s coming after a 40. Flip it down to an 18, now an 81. All right, Joe Bananas out in Manhattan. I'm talking to you. Ooh, look at Big Ben coming at you in Seattle. 55. All right, King. I got you. I got you. 70,000 rides for Tommy T down in Austin. All right, baby. Get it up to 35. Now, I need that at 40. Okay? 40. Ooh. <laughs> I see what you're doing over there, Arthur M. Out in Tallahassee getting nasty. All right. You got to feel it in your heart if you want to start to make a mark. Okay? Now, we're going to really, really set it down. Okay, clown? Oh, excuse me? Are you frustrated with yourself, with your life? Well, that all ends today. <laughs> that all ends today. Getting it at 50. And 100 down to 80. I don't know any of these numbers. I'm just watching him and all the names. Hey, it's your two billionth ride out for Esther in Hawaii. What else we got? And now we're going to slow that one down. We're just going to slow that one down. Okay. Now, when you woke up this morning, you fat fuck, you looked like an ugly piece of shit but then 
you got on your shoes, yeah, you got on your bike, and you got this far. So I need your cadence right now at about a 32, and I need the resistance maybe around 45. Get that cadence up to 100, to 200. <laughs> I'm talking to you, Brad L. down in Mobile, Alabama. Okay, we're just gonna smooth it out a little bit. And then he has to say some mantra that you know he's been working on all morning. Like, instinct. I is for intelligence. N is for needed. S is for sex. 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 T is for try. I need you to try today. Because if you don't try, who's going to try? And you go, that's a good point. Instinct. I-N-S-T-I. The N is for necessary. Necessary to lose that flab, you doughy bastards. Now, come on, need the cadence at 70 and the rhythm and the resistance and the style and the music. And I love it. And I'm screaming in Rick's garage. And he has little kids, and I'm screaming and I'm sweating. And I don't know what the numbers are all about, but I know that Alex Toussaint and I will probably end up having to get a condo somewhere because I fell in love. All right, cool it down a little bit. Cool it down a little bit. We're just going to pump up the jam, if you don't mind. Pump up the jam. If you wonder what the acronym INSTINCT is all about, the C is for catch yourself when you fall off the bike. And the T is for tits, 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 tits. <laughs> Chanting tits is a great thing to do during an intense workout on that Peloton. HIT. Do you know what HIT stands for, Josh Rosenberg and Marin? I don't, but he's speaking directly to me in front of thousands, so I'll take a guess. Is it high intensity? What's the T? What's the T? Uh, actually, I'm going to Google it right now. I'm going to stop sounding like a moron, and I'm going to Google HIT workout. What did I do? Let's all be proud of me for a second. All right, HIT. High intensity interval training. What? Oh, there's two I's in HIT. HIT training. With Alex Toussaint, he should be a multimillionaire. That's how impressive this guy is. And I mean that. And I mean that. Okay, we're coming up the hill. Yeah, and stay with me and fly and fly off that bike. By the end of the workout, I'm telling you, I reached nirvana. I entered a utopia of delight as the endorphins pumped through this brain. Oh my God. It rewired my brain chemistry. I mean, you got the chemicals going in the right directions. This isn't the YouTube bullshit I've been doing since March. And this episode is brought to you by Peloton. That'll do it. Episode one. No, we're not done. Should we be done? Should we be done? I mean, it's Christmas time. Bells will be ringing. There are some good Christmas hits, by the way. I know it would be so me. It would just be so you to criticize Christmas music. But there are some really good ones. I actually like that one. I don't know any of the words. I know Vanessa Williams has a good one, right? What about the Beatles? That's a good one. Let it up. And they're so British. Christmas time is drinking eggnog in a cup. Irving Berlin. Jewish fella who wrote most of this Christmas music. I'm feeling it. How opportunistic, right? Hey, write the hits. Hanukkah music, that won't sell. Hanukkah music, there's really just two songs, right? I had a little dreidel and made it out of clay. That's a boring one. And when it's dreading, 
and when's giant uh, and giant ready uh trade i should play no thanks and what's the other <laughs> is there another i'm being serious right now candles glow in a row dee 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 is that still i had a little dreidel oh hanukkah Hanukkah, Phantom of Nights. See, we need Vanessa Williams to do some shit. We need John Legend. Doesn't need to be a Jewish singer. We need somebody with soul to start tackling the Jewish genre if they really want their careers to plummet. Because Irving Berlin, Jewish guy, he knew what he was doing, how to make a buck. You write the great Christmas songs. Irving ain't no fool. You thought Irving was going to write about latkes and applesauce. Got too drunk in front of your boss. No one's listening to that shit. All right. You know what I saw yesterday at the playground? Bad parents. Have you seen bad parents at the playground? They're not like egregiously bad. Did I misuse egregiously? Just came to me. I'm going to stay with it. They're not like egregiously bad, but they're just bad enough where it's dangerous for the kid. I see this about one out of every seven trips to the playground. But yesterday, I saw bad parents, young parents. They had about a three-year-old, this little blonde girl, adorable, on a swing. The guy who's pushing her, the dad, Mr. Cool, not even looking. He's just on his phone. And the wife is sitting off to the side, just sitting on a little bench on her phone. And they're talking to each other. And this girl is totally forgotten about. And at one point, I'm not making this up, she fell off the swing and both parents looked so confused now i'm not trying to announce that i am the most attentive father at the playground i'll pull out the phone once in a while i know the urge but you also have to look up these parents didn't even look up this little blonde girl fell right off the swing and they're like what happened what happened anastasia are you okay what happened anastasia oh no will she be ready for declan's birthday party for declan's birthday zoom Oh, get the cover up. I hated them. I hated them so much. I don't know why I hated them. These young white suburban bad parents on their phones neglecting their kid at the park. It just hit a nerve. It's like, look at your kid. It almost reminded me of, there was a video that went viral of a mom who was totally neglecting her little girl in the pool. And then someone filmed her go in the pool to take a selfie with her little kid and then go right back to her lounge chair to post that picture with like, great times with my daughter. And it was all captured on tape. By the way, who's filming the lady who's taking the selfie? That's kind of weird too, right? You ever wonder that with all these viral videos? Who's filming that? Now, who knows to run their camera on that moment? But I guess everything's caught on tape. But that mom who went in the pool neglecting her kid totally on her phone, just scrolling and scrolling through the boring, boring ass posts throughout Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat, TikTok, and beyond. Actually, TikTok might be the only one that's not boring, but because 60 Minutes told me it's a terrorist threat, then no thanks. I can't do TikTok. Okay, thank you, 60 Minutes. Is it a foreign terrorist threat, TikTok? It is? Okay, then not for me, although that one seems the most enticing. That one seems like I would have the most fun on. But all the other boring ones, scrolling and scrolling and scrolling, you know this mom who was just letting her kid play alone in the pool, posted it, with tons of emojis and sat there waiting on the likes and you waited on the comments and you waited on the likes and you waited on the comments and meanwhile your little kid is almost drowning. That's how the song goes. It's not my lyrics, it's Irving Berlin. But these parents had that vibe. These parents at the park. The phone parents. The fucking phone parents, huh? Hey, how mad are people that express their anger with I don't appreciate? How mad are those people? 
when they're not yelling, they don't even raise their voice, but they tell you slowly, um, I don't appreciate, and you just know it's coming. If anybody ever starts a statement with, look, I don't appreciate, something bad is coming. Whatever they don't appreciate, very weird way of expressing your displeasure and anger. It's like if I saw somebody walking their dog in front of my house and the dog took a shit all over my plants. I think that's the proper use of, hey, I don't appreciate your dog taking a big old shit on my plants. You know, it's like you could just get right to it. But I like the I don't appreciate. There's a lot of I don't appreciate people out there. They don't even know how ridiculous it sounds to start off the sentence with that. I guess that's just my goal in life, to avoid the people who don't appreciate something. And they got the courage to say it softly and slowly, overly enunciating. Excuse me, I don't appreciate you parking your car next to mine, even though it's at a safe distance. Your car is such an ugly piece of shit. I don't want it associated with my vehicle. I don't appreciate that as we are in the Coles parking lot. Excuse me, I don't appreciate you talking about us on your podcast just because we were on our phones and Anastasia fell right on her face, okay? We don't appreciate hearing you rant about Anastasia. She falls once a day, and it is okay. Kids fall, okay, pal? I don't appreciate what you said about Alex Toussaint. He's a workout genius, and you poked fun at what he was doing. He is a workout genius. He is. He's one of the most talented fitness instructors on the planet. He's probably the best ever, right? You go into a soul cycle. If the instructor's good, you elevate your game. And then afterwards, you know what you need. Dale's hard seltzers. Peter's seltzer with a punch. Donovan's dick slapping bubblies. You need it, you need it, you need it, you need it. How many seltzers a day for you, huh? Yeah, you just got exposed. Say it out loud. Let's say it together. One, two, three, four to five. What did you say? All right, let's say it together. How many hard seltzers? How many alcoholic seltzers have you ever had in your life? Let's say it on the count of three. One, two, three, zero. What did you just say? How many? Whoa. Oh my God. I don't appreciate you bragging about your seltzer intake. I don't appreciate. Ugh. No shit you don't appreciate it. Just get right to it. Hey, pick up your dog's shit. That's all I have to say. The whole I don't appreciate part. My God. My God. All right, it's the holidays, so I think it's time to let you go. Hey, it's the holidays. Have you ever noticed that all children's books and children's book illustrators have three names? It's not funny. It's not even a good point. I'm just bringing this up. If you have little kids and you read to them, why three names? Gary Daniel Allenby. Hey, Gary, no one gives a shit about your middle name. Marie Trisha Salangerio. Hey, Marie, why Trisha? Why, why, why print Trisha? Was there a meeting of all children's book illustrators and authors that they have to have three names? Serial killers and children's book authors. Isn't it upsetting when a children's book has such shitty illustrations and the font sucks? Like, how'd this get into my home? When you go, I could do better. I could do better if you gave me one hour to make a children's book. A children's book should be beautiful. It should. You got to capture a little kid's imagination. You got to capture their attention, capture their eyes. Some of these look like they were made on the first ever computer graphics software program. I don't even know. 
Do you remember that though, where the cursor was a paintbrush? And now it's a mouse. Now I made a mouse and the mouse says, where's my cheese? And that's a children's book. Hey, it sucks. I don't even have a better word than it sucks. I don't appreciate the lack of effort into the children's books. And then there's also a tier of children's books that we're reading right now that are above her grade. And every page, she's just saying, what is that? What's he saying? Who's that? And I find myself making shit up because guess what? It's above my grade too. I don't understand half the shit going on in some of these books. Daughter says, why is he angry? You know, to her eyes, I guess the expression of one of these characters looks angry. And I just make up a whole story because I don't know. I've just been reading on autopilot. I'm not staying with the plot. You know, 20 seconds goes by. Sometimes you're just reading on autopilot to a kid. It's not like you're invested in the plot twists and the character development. And out of nowhere, she's just been, you know, quiet kid. She goes, why is he angry? I go, oh, long story. Well, you remember earlier when his Amazon shipment didn't get there on time, even though he pays extra for Prime. But then he got that email at the last minute saying it would probably be an extra six days. It's probably why he's angry. And he's not wearing a jacket and it's cold. And my daughter just nods and goes, okay, okay. Are these lies or is that just part of parenting? By the way, isn't parenting just getting shitty songs stuck in your head? Terrible kids songs stuck in your head so you can't sleep and losing things? Didn't she have a hat? Wait, didn't she have boots? Where's her mask? Wait, I could swear she had a sweatshirt. Just losing things and getting things stuck in your head. That's it. That's it. And by the way, that's it for episode 121. Okay? I'm going to throw this mic through the fucking window. Right into the street. Right into the street. Right now, I'm just going to stand up. I'm going to throw this mic into the street and retire. And I'm going to march off into the sunset. And roll the credits. This is how the movie ends. The movie ends. The movie is called Here We Go with Josh Rosenberg. Has a podcast ever been turned into a movie? I know we've seen books turned into movies. Has a podcast ever been turned into a movie? It would be so boring. Just me and the microphone ranting away. But this is the final scene. And people are wondering, why are we watching this movie? It has to be better than this. It has to be better. And then I stand up and I throw this blue Yeti. Is it blue? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Blue Yeti mic through my window. My wife gets very scared. What the? What was that? And I then jump through the window through the hole created by this microphone. And then I march off into the sunset credits. See, a movie can end with credits, but then what do I do? Then I have to go back and say, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry about all that. Oh my God. I don't know what got into me. Hey, impulses. All right, that's it. It's time to sniff some lavender, frankincense, essential oils, uh, take a bath without even cleaning the bath. I'm just going to take a bath in whatever residue is already there. And then I'm going to put on a nice shirt. Okay, I'm going to put on some cologne, Fahrenheit, because I love old school colognes, Fahrenheit by Dior. And then my wife's cooking prime rib tonight, and I might have a little Chianti. Okay, motherfuckers, episode 121 is in the books. I love you. Happy holidays. I mean that. I'll talk to you soon.